0: The optimal life. And we are officially live. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank um, you how's life? Me. I haven't seen you in how, how many years do you think this has been? I at mean it's been seven to ten. ten. At least I at was least. gonna say at least probably more than ten.
1: Yeah.
0: Probably before I was even married.
1: Probably I would think going so. Back to the, I know I wasn't.
0: Yeah I mean going <laughs> going back to those good old <laughs> what, what when we, we, we hung out for I mean, it was probably like when we were in my, our early to mid-twenties.
1: Yes. And even high school. Yeah. Because you would buy me beer. I did? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Really? I think so. We used to drink in your basement. I know that.
0: Yes, we did. Don't, <laughs> don't tell my parents. I hope my mom's not listening right now. Yes. Jeez. The stuff that we would do in high school. It was awesome. What You graduated from when? What year? 03. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were impressing you. You guys were like the young girls. Yeah. We were the old guys, like, oh, how do we impress the young chicks from Mayfield? Right?
1: Didn't take much.
0: A little natty light, a 12-pack of natty light, get you a long way.
1: Yes, split between eight girls was perfect.
0: Jeez, so we would party in my basement. I do remember that. Oh yeah. I can't believe that that's been 20 years. That's scary. I mean, a prop, give or take, it's been 20 years.
1: We just keep getting older, is what I've noticed.
0: It's it's crazy, but don't you feel good? I do. I mean, I know you're in the thick of things with a four-year-old and a, and a 15-month-old. Yes. But don't you feel like, I don't know, I feel like as I continue to get older, mm-hmm. I keep feeling better.
1: You know, maybe because your kids are getting older and mine are young. <laughs> but I'm yes. always tired. But no, I will say like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. Always tired. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I will say like, I look at myself in the mirror and I don't see like. A 36 year old. Right. I'm like oh I'm like 25 and then I meet a 25 year old and I'm like oh my god I'm 36 like I'm closer to 40 than I am to 30 you know mm-hmm. and that's where I'm like time really doesn't slow down. Like no, Everything my parents used to say like that's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you meet a 25-year-old, you're like, God damn, they're so young. Yes. And when you were 25, you're like, I know, the, I know everything. Yes. T- throw it all at me. I, I, I know exactly what I'm doing. 100%. I know what to do. I can know how to take care of kids. I know oh, what yeah. my life's going to look like in 10 years from now. I know what to, how to do, deal with my professional life. Yes. And you look back at a 25-year-old now and you're like, yes. huh.
1: Oh, yeah. Some of my employees who are 25, I'm like... Don't do it. Don't grow up. Just enjoy this time in your life because you're going to blink and you won't have control over it. I feel like
0: crucial, a big development is like 25 to 30. By the time you're 30 and into your early 30s, you really start, I feel like, changing. And I've read studies where the doctors, I don't know if this is true, the human brain's still developing until like your mid to late 20s.
1: Yeah, the frontal cortex is still developing until you're 25. Is that right? That is true. Yeah. You can Google that. Yeah. So it's it's something that every time my brother, who now has a serious girlfriend, I was like, her frontal lobe isn't even done developing. <laughs> like, just she's too young. I know. That's what I look
0: back. I was like, I got married at, well, I got married at probably around 27. 28, That's young. 28, 27. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Yeah.
1: My husband said he was never going to get married until he was 30. And we were 24 when he told me that. And I was like, yeah, right. He was 31 when we walked out of the aisle. And even now,
0: 30 seems like (laughs) young young to get married. You should not be getting married in your 20s. No. I'm convinced. I'm I'm, 100% convinced. I agree with that. You know, I know that 50 years ago, 40 years ago, people were getting married at 19, 20, 21. Things have changed. Society's changed. Technology's changed. The way people act, think, behave. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Um, People are growing up. Faster in certain respects, but not nearly emotionally ready for adulthood. I agree. Adulthood. I agree. Until at least thirty.
1: Yes, I think that Instagram, Facebook, Ugh. all of those things. I'm so grateful I didn't have them growing up, because if I thought I had body issues or you know sensitivities in high school or you know college days, if I would have had Instagram, who knows? It's very difficult, in my opinion. To be in that sweet spot age where you're really impressionable and then you have social media just wrapping everything up in a pretty bow making it look obtainable and it's not
0: it's so dangerous yeah for these kids coming up now oh yeah i look at my my girls and i'm just like how are we going to manage this
1: i don't know you know They're i already have a cell comparing phone. it the yeah. cell phone
0: the ipads yeah the TikTok, this whole TikTok generation now it's made it even yeah. worse than the instagram and the facebook
1: i don't have TikTok. I refuse.
0: I have a dummy account so I can <laughs> make sure that I'm not – let's see what they're doing. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh,
1: yeah. These
0: people are – it's it's 8-second, 15-second clips of who knows if you, yeah. you can follow whatever whatever you're interested in. A, a, a 16, 18, 20-year-old girls dancing, doing flips, doing whatever it is, and these young girls coming up or young boys, whatever. Yeah. They're, they're comparing themselves to these all these people I just don't know how you, how we're built for this.
1: We're not. It's like a goldfish. What does a goldfish have a nine-second like attention span? And right. that's literally what these apps are making it like for that attention span of like a goldfish. Mm-hmm. And we're essentially becoming this like swiping community. It's just.
0: It's terrible. It's really. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, don't know what the future looks like. I it's mean, terrifying. <laughs> how fast society has changed mm-hmm. in ten years. Yeah. In 10, 15 years.
1: I didn't I mean... have a cell phone until I was seventeen.
0: Right. And your cell phone was strictly a cell phone.
1: Yes. It wasn't a
0: computer no texting. like these kids have now. Yes. I mean, an iPhone is really not a phone. I yeah. mean, it's a phone, but it does so many other things. If mm-hmm. you think about people's cell phones, they don't use it as a phone.
1: No, it's everything their computer, their. It's, it, I tried to explain to my friend's son, I used to have to wait till seven o'clock. Because then it was free after seven, and he like could not wrap his brain around that. Like minutes were free after (laughs) seven. (laughs) Roaming, you
0: get charged for roaming. Roaming, yes. Because now a phone is exactly the opposite. The phone is is your social media. It's your computer. It's your internet. Nobody talks on the phone anymore.
1: Nobody. Nobody.
0: They might use it as a as a messaging app. Yeah. But that's it.
1: And I like to talk on the phone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do. So, uh, so we haven't hung out in quite some time. Yes. And um, adult life has gotten it here, and it's yeah. real, and it's, uh, so, um, so you have two kids. I do. And uh, you want to come on, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, o- Correct. October, and um, I really appreciate you coming on to share because you went through something very traumatic. Yes. Um, was this your first pregnancy or the second?
1: This was my first, and okay. partially with my second. Okay. What I learned from my first was my parachute from my second.
0: So the first one kind of set the stage on how to potentially manage.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Once this goes. So take us back. You're, this goes back about five years ago. You're pregnant, yep. right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Five years ago, you're pregnant. And uh, how, how are you feeling during your first pregnancy? Let's start there.
1: So my first pregnancy was... Well, not my first pregnancy. You know, it started. We had three miscarriages, mm-hmm. one into the second trimester. So I was already on high alert when I finally was with a really great specialist who figured out what was wrong, and we discovered I didn't produce enough progesterone in the first trimester. So that's why I kept losing the pregnancies. So I'm pregnant. I'm, you know, nauseous, but I'm loving it. You know, finally it stuck. And we were just so excited. Like, it was finally happening for us. And I just was beaming. I mean, just so pumped.
0: So when you go through that three times, you you go through that three times, Mm -hmm. um, that has to be... I I mean, what's the word? Devastating is not even the right word, right? I I think
1: for me... And when I've talked to women in my group, in my inner circle, you feel broken. Mm. And, you know, the joke that I always used to give my husband, like to get myself through it, because I'm unfortunately one of those people who laughs at funerals. When I get uncomfortable, I laugh, you know? And I'd say, make jokes about it just to get through. But then when I'd be alone, I would cry. And I would say, like, if this were the, you know, 1500s, you know, you probably would have beheaded me because I just can't carry a child, you know? I try and make light of a serious situation. And it's devastating. I just felt like my body's not doing what it's made to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a woman. Like, it should just just do it. And it wasn't. And so it was frustrating and scary. And you're looking... And that happened to
0: you three times. Three and times. Probably in a very short period of time because yeah. it happens and you're like, all right, we have to try again, yeah. and then, right? And then yeah. it happens and you got to try. Yeah. After the third time, are you thinking to yourself... This is, there's a chance I, I might have yes. to adopt.
1: Like, yeah. We, my husband actually, we were sitting at dinner right after the third one, and he just looked at me and he said, I think we should look into adoption. I just don't want to watch you go through this again. And I just looked at him and I just lost it. And I was like, I don't care how many times it takes, I'm going to do it. And he was like, okay, but I just want you to prepare yourself, you know, for the next time. And what
0: are the doctors telling you each time?
1: Unexplained. Unexplained, You know, the doctor I was seeing at that time, who I since have discontinued seeing, um, you know, he just kind of didn't really give me an answer. You know, mm. oh, well, you know, try again. It happens. And it does. You know, it does happen quite a bit. And again, women don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the secret society of women, you know, and October 15th was Infant and Pregnancy Loss Awareness Day. Right. And... <clears throat> You know, it actually was really amazing to see a lot of people that I didn't know who had gone through something like that post, you know, oh, I I actually did or I saw your post and it made me want to post about mine. And it's almost like just this shame, you know, like. And you it's f- not. You
0: feel like you're yeah, you feel like uh, inferior or something, yes. like a like a letdown, like I yeah. what, what is the Yeah, right? You have yeah you go through these these feelings of guilt and shame probably. Oh it's horrible. I mean it's not it's not the it's not right because it's out of your control. Exactly.
1: And that's the biggest thing as a control freak uh, when you can't control something in your body, that is like like insane and you ask yourself because I had friends who couldn't get pregnant and they're like well at least you know you can get pregnant that was something I heard a lot well you know you can get pregnant you know you can get pregnant and then you ask yourself what's worse getting pregnant and losing it Mm. or not being able to get pregnant you know so that was a guilt thing I would feel because some of my friends couldn't get pregnant but I was going through my own turmoil sure yeah
0: absolutely Absolutely. So, so you you go through that three times, mm-hmm. and it's obviously um, at some point. I don't know if it, if hopelessness is kicking in. You know, the third. But it sounds like you. It sounds like your husband was. I mean, good for him. Yes. To say, hey, listen, I'm here for you. We yes. have other options. It might not be the ideal option for us, but right. we have other options. I'm yeah. here for you. I'm supportive. And you, as the fighter that you are, and the the hard-headed personality, and you're going, no, I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep trying this thing until it works, because obviously I can get pregnant. Right. So is there something different that you did for the fourth one?
1: So, actually, yes. (laughs) Okay. I went on a retreat. (laughs) So I went on a retreat where um, you didn't bring your cell phone, you kind of cleansed it actually was through work which I was with Aveda Corporation at the time and I went and I didn't have my phone I didn't drink coffee I didn't have sugar we were up and meditating at 4 a.m. every day we gave had forgiveness things where we would write down things we wanted to let go and um, I spoke with the woman who was leading it and I just kind of talked to her about my situation and I just said You know, what do I do? How do I move forward? And again, this is something that I did. You know, it's not going to be for everybody. And she just said, you need to clear out that energy so you can bring in new energy. And for me, it just like clicked. Like I have to stop blaming myself. I have to stop saying I could have done something differently because I had done all those surface things you're supposed to do. I didn't drink. You know, I stopped drinking Diet Coke, like even down to the little things like that. You know, I knew I had done everything right. You know, in the sense, you know, so I had to let go that there was something I could have done to change the outcome. Mm -hmm. And once Mm -hmm. I did that, I just felt like this weight lifted off my shoulders and I was like, okay, like, let's do it. So
0: it was the mind. It was the power of the mind. I think a lot of it,
1: a lot of it.
0: That's interesting.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, they, there's studies that showed like women can literally like, you know, just stress can cause their bodies to not ovulate. You know, I mean, anything can happen. There's people that you know have tons of health issues, and they find out it's just stress. You mm. know, stress is a killer. Yeah,
0: yeah. The women, the female body is so complicated. We have it so easy compared <laughs> to you guys. It's you absurd.
1: Really, you really it's do. Absurd.
0: But I've also heard that if if God had the men were the ones that were pregnant,
1: there be no there would be, be no kids. <laughs> there'd be nobody. We would never yes. go through that shit. yes, Come on. yes.
0: So he he knows what he's doing. He does. Um, but uh, okay, so. You're going through your pregnancy. Yeah. The fourth one. I mean, you you get to your. I mean, you find out the sex of the baby, yeah. right? Yeah. So you get to like that twenty week mark, and at that point, are you kind of like, yes. we're here. We've we made did it." Like, we yes. Did. We, I at
1: relaxed. what point
0: do you? What point do you get there? Do you remember?
1: I think for me is when I saw the fertility specialist who was recommended to me by a good friend, and he knew within fifteen minutes of meeting me. I think this is what the challenge is. And, um, you know, we of course had to go through some painful, you know, operations where they put saline into my uterus and, mm. you know, all of those things. And it's 90% emotional and about 10% pain, is what he said. Wow. And that was just like, r- really stood out for me. And he, I'm like, you're right. He's like, it's really not that painful what you're going through physically, but mm-hmm. emotionally, it's 90% of this. Oh, yeah. So he was amazing, he figured it out. He put me on progesterone and I did that twice a day. The first 12 weeks of my pregnancy, I got pregnant about four months after my third miscarriage. And you know, I just had a better feeling. I was cautiously optimistic.
0: How many weeks were you during this meeting? Was it like your first try at the end of the first trimester, kind of?
1: When I met with him. Yeah, like
0: when do you feel like all right, we're in the clear? Like I, I'm not, I'm not gonna miss. When my,
1: they took my blood every three days, so once I saw my HCG levels were going up consistently and doubling and tripling every three days, I felt better because I'd never experienced that before. Oh, so
0: you knew right away it felt different. I
1: fe- it just my mind felt different. I wasn't in fear. Right. Because with my other ones, I lived in fear. So, you know, it was just different.
0: So you, did, it just felt different right yes. off the rip. Right off the rip, it felt different to you. It did. Wow. Interesting.
1: Did. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, so... You're going through the pregnancy. Everything's going great, right? Yeah. Healthy baby. They're telling you everything's He's good. All this yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. You get to your 20 weeks. You're probably 30 weeks. All right. You're like, all right. Let's have the baby already. <laughs> 35. All right. I'm ready for this. Yes. Uh, baby boy or girl.
1: Little boy. Little
0: boy. You just yeah. Yeah. Um, so you end up delivering. Correct. And something happens that during this delivery was cool. that was traumatic. Yes. Yeah. Take, take us through that.
1: So I went for my 40-week ultrasound because I was past my due date, and he was humongous. And they said he's 9 pounds, he's measuring 23 inches, we have got to get him out. He cannot go another week. 9
0: pounds. Huge boy.
1: (laughs) He was a beefcake, yes. So um, I said okay. And during my whole pregnancy I had a mantra, whatever's safest for me, whatever's safest for the baby. But I would be a liar if I didn't say I had visions of them putting this baby on my chest and sobbing and my husband crying and my mom being there and my mother-in-law being there and just having this moment that's like out of a movie. And so they brought me in and my husband and I had a rule, if I call you two times in a row, it means answer the phone because he works in construction and so he can't hear it. But if I call over and over, get answer the phone because I'm in labor. Mm -hmm. So. We went in, and they started inducing me, and about 10 hours in, they're like, you're just not moving along. You're not dilating. They put a Foley ball in, which is, a, in my opinion, a medieval contraption where they insert a balloon into your uterus and blow it up and try wow. and get you to, you know. And I'm telling you this because you're a father of three, so you've yep. been
0: through. Yes. I've seen it. i have seen, seen it all three times, Dude, yes. I've, I've so, been there side by side yes. witnessing the most incredible thing to ever, ever see. It's amazing,
1: and... Yeah. Crazy. it's so, crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. So they, you know, 18 hours in, they've broken my water and nothing's happening. They're like, you know, you're seven seven meters, you know, nothing's happening. We've gotta make a decision. And my mantra had always been the safest way possible. But now the reality of me not pushing my baby out is in front of me and I'm devastated. And my mom can't be in the room and I told myself I'd make it at least 30 minutes before I cried, but I'm going to do my best. But, you know, my mom couldn't be in the room. And that was something that was pretty traumatic for me. I mean, my husband, of course, but I'm her only daughter. And I really wanted my mom to see her daughter have a baby. And so, of course, my mom says to the doctor, are you sure you can't let me in? I mean, come on, I'll hide in the corner, put me in a cabinet, like, you know. And they said no. So... At this point, I had an epidural, and an anesthesiologist said, um, What do you want to do? Do you want to go through your epidural or do you want to get a spinal in there? And I don't know. It's my first right, time. Right. Right. You're going,
0: I mean, and you're in so much agony at this yes, point. Yes, I'm you're toast. Just like, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I said, If I was your wife, what would you do? And he said, I would just go through the epidural because why poke you again? Mm-hmm. And I said, Okay, that makes sense. So kissed everybody. My husband said, I'll meet you in there. And we go in and they lay me down and the, they said, you know, can you move your butt over a little bit? We got to get you more centered on the table. And I said, okay. Meanwhile, I have an epidural on my back. I can't really feel much. Right. So I, I try and wiggle my butt a little bit and they're like, oh, we'll just move you with, um, with the sheet. And we're like, I'm like, okay. So they start, you know, performing and my husband comes in and, um, I start feeling some tugging and they're like, that's normal totally normal we'll give you a little bit more medicine the anesthesiologist put his hand on my shoulder and he said I just gave you a little bit more you won't feel anything and I said great at this point I'm like I'm getting really uncomfortable something's not right mm-hmm. like this doesn't feel right and I'm looking at Tim and I'm like Tim I'm 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 not feeling well this is not right I can feel it's burning like this is it felt like someone was literally holding a flamethrower. Tim's your stomach. husband yes okay. Tim's my husband and He's like, just breathe, just breathing. The anesthesiologist is like, I've given her everything. I don't, there's no way she's feeling anything. And... and
0: you're like, uh, yes, uh, yeah, I, I'm on fire.
1: I'm, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, God. So, long story short, they pull TJ out, and it's this relief. I'm like, oh, okay. That was maybe it. Maybe he was just so big. And it's this moment, again, that I put in my brain that, okay, even though I'm having C-section, they're going to pull him out, and I'm going to see him, and I'm going to cry, and it's going to be amazing. And they pulled him out, and I felt relief. And then I felt intense pain, just like nothing I can describe. And my husband goes and starts cutting the cord, and they're saying how big he is. And oh my God, we can't believe you had all that in there. You know, you're right. whatever, you're so petite. How'd you have this big baby? And I'm hysterically crying, asking to be put out. I said, Put me under. I can feel everything. I feel, and he's like, If I put you under, I have to intubate you. I'm like, Do it. I literally just yeah, said, "Do it, yeah. screaming, crying." It's a horrible
0: thing. Yeah. It was like
1: out of a Saw movie.
0: Yeah. Like like like, a, like a, a horror movie. Like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: and
0: and that's what it looks like too for people that don't yeah. know. C sections I mean, are
1: brutal. C section
0: or even or, a yes. vaginal delivery. Yes, seeing a human being come out of another <laughs> human being <laughs> is the crazy. It's not. It's not a clean experience. No, it's, it's painful. There's crying. Yes. There's screaming. Yes, there's a whole team of doctors on both sides of you. Correct. It's
1: sterile. Yes, there's it's instruments super that intense. are yes. It's like
0: you can't. You don't even know how intense it is exactly. until you live through it but oh. you're right that's like and I don't even know what you did because I yeah. know what, but that much it's like out of a horror movie it is like, like you can't even put a no. horror movie doesn't even do it justice <laughs> it doesn't it's crazy it yeah. doesn't it's yeah. insane yeah.
1: so basically they um, knocked me out they gave me morphine ketamine dilated anything they could get their hands on and my <laughs> eyes rolled in the back of my head and I don't remember anything that was
0: within minutes of you delivering your baby
1: 30 seconds, maybe. No kidding. Yeah. Um, I wake up to, you did so good. You're doing great. Oh, my gosh. Look at your baby. Look at your ba-. And I'm like, what the? F-? Can I swear on you? Yeah, her? of course. Okay. I'm just yes. like, what the fuck can it just happened to me? Like, I'm pissed.
0: How long were you out for?
1: I don't know. I don't know. My husband says he doesn't know because he's holding our son and talking to the anesthesiologist who got on the phone with, I believe it's called an attending. Yeah. And said, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And he said, okay, and hung up the phone and he put something in my IV. So over the phone, we assume he said her epidural must have shifted. Mm Mm-hmm. So, long story short, when they moved me, my husband said there was a puddle of medication on the table of liquid. Ugh. So, the epidural came out when they asked me to move my butt. I must have shifted it.
0: And that's it, why you were feeling all the pain. I feel everything, The epidural, I wasn't for kidding, people the medicine. that don't know, is yes. supposed to be numbing you where you don't feel anything. Yes. Even though it's almost impossible to not feel anything, I, I would imagine in that from what i've seen because even the epidural doesn't always you know it's
1: like it's a dulling so an epidural in classic form when you vaginally push a baby out you still are able to feel some pressure so you know when to push Mm -hmm. so with a c-section they obviously want you to be more numb so they pump more medicine into it but mine was shifted so Mm -hmm. it wasn't going into the area that it needed to
0: so you wake up
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and you said now you're Really angry and full of anxiety. You're pissed off.
1: Oh, I'm because, I'm raging. Okay. And also it's from all the medication. Sure. I my eyes were shifting. They I'm screaming. I'm like, what happened? What did you do to me? You know, just this Where's the
0: baby? Where's where, my, what uh, happened? What, oh, yeah. they
1: put the baby on my chest okay. and wanted me to start nursing him. And You're my like, husband's like, She shouldn't nurse this baby. What's in her system? Like
0: You feel like a zombie right now.
1: I have no you, I didn't know my elbow from my asshole. Like, it was, like, insane. And I'm just the... Uh, I remember the anesthesiologist coming in, and he's just like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Are
0: you screaming at, at the doctor? Are you, like... I'm
1: hysterically you're, crying. You're crying
0: and trying to get your... Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah.
1: woman next to me who was in recovery, I'm like, can you believe what just happened to me? Like, and she's like, what's happening? <laughs> like, this girl's screaming in recovery. Like, I had no idea, and it's all very blurry. But, um, yeah, it was... Horrible. And when they brought me to my room, we instantly sent the baby to the nursery because I couldn't. I wasn't functioning. Yeah, you,
0: you we're not capable. <gasps> no, of caring I could barely lift little, my arms. You, you yeah, yeah you, you, this was. You needed some time. Yeah, a breather here. Yes. Okay, so <clears throat> so you're in the hospital. Uh, I mean, is it just a terrible? What's the next twenty four hours like?
1: So the next twelve hours. I don't really remember, to be completely honest. I'm coming down from huge doses of pain medication. And then in the morning, I wake up, and I my mom slept there, and my husband was there, and I just said, I want the baby. And they were like, had this sigh of relief. I think, you know, they were like, okay, she's going to be okay. Yeah.
0: You know? And they're like, is she, like, not going to want anything to do with this baby? Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, that's the first thing that you start thinking.
1: Right, right.
0: So you're asking for the baby, so they're going, okay, she's coming back. She's coming yes. back to normal. She's Every, coming down from everything.
1: Everything was semi, you know, air quotes normal from that point. You know, normal, first mom stuff, milk's coming in, nipples are sore. I'm dealing with the C-section, you know. Um, but as far as the baby when I was fine. But it was, I was, it
0: was business as usual, you know, for a new mom. Yes. You, you did your hospital stay for a couple of days, get home, yes. start getting into this, which is the scariest – talk about one of the scariest the things first the night. first time
1: <laughs> when you like, drive away oh. from
0: the hospital with that <laughs> yes. little human being in the back seat yeah and you're like what do we do now oh yeah there's no ma- where's the manual where's yeah, the where's, there where's isn't. the new mountain, new parent manual there is no such thing
1: oh there isn't and i wish it's there so was scary well, well they send you home with a binder and you're like yeah they're like, this binder isn't going to do yeah, anything.
0: Like, hey, what are we supposed to do now? Yeah. Like, this is weird. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the weirdest thing.
1: It's that oh, shit moment. Like, Oh, it is. Oh, God. Like, put them back in for a minute. Yeah. Like, So everything was okay, honestly. You know, I had a lot of really low moments where I would cry. I wanted a do-over is what I kept saying, and they ruined my birth experience, and I was really upset. However, I still was doing the mom stuff. And I was taking care of him. I was, you know, getting up, you know, in the middle of the night. I was, like, kind of just totally fine yeah. and tired. But I was, like, okay, I'm good. Like, I did it. You know, I have three months off work. You know, I'm just doing it. And my husband, you know, we had a good routine and things were normal. So it was
0: that. it was fine. Yeah. And what was the, the – when you would be sitting there for those first few months, mm-hmm. what would be – and those – the replay of the, this this was not the way I expected the mm-hmm. uh, delivery to go. What was the biggest issue that you had of the entire situation?
1: They ruined my moment, hands they down. They ruined your moment. They ruined the moment I meet my child for the first time. And I had worked so hard to get him. And I barely remember meeting him. And... That was just devastating.
0: Other people got to know your child before you did? A
1: hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. The nurse took care of him the first night he was born.
0: And your mother wasn't able to witness.
1: No. And and I'm
0: sure she was with you through the thick and thin, through the, the oh, the every, and all that.
1: everything. I mean, just... my And my mother-in-law. She was so supportive and helpful and cried with me. And, you know, um, it was... It was devastating, but you know, and I'd worked so hard to get him, and here he is, and I didn't even get to hold him the first night, you know.
0: So it wasn't necessary. I mean, it was it was a painful experience because yeah. it's a C section and the epidural issue, but it wasn't that. It was it was the emotional. Oh, one hundred percent. The emotional failures that you felt that, yes. that they did you an emotional injustice. Yes. For a, a moment that you can never get back again.
1: Never. And in fact, when we met with the hospital, um, because they actually came in to apologize, and I said, You took something away from me that never can be given back to me. And I said, It might sound selfish, but it's my truth. And what do they say? They were sorry.
0: Yeah. What else can they say? You know, we're
1: sorry. You know, you passed the pinch test, is what they kept saying. And Hmm. I was like, Whatever.
0: So. The months are going by, the first few months of motherhood. Yes. Do you, what's going on emotionally for you? So, what's happening?
1: Obviously, I'm tired. Um, nursing was a nightmare. I could not nurse him, I could not create enough milk to save my life or to feed him. Um, I felt a lot of pressure from a lot of people around me to nurse my child and to give him as much milk. He was almost nine pounds when he was born. So that kid needed, he was on six ounces at three weeks old. He
0: needed a a filet mignon. He needed mashed potatoes. He needed (laughs) everything.
1: And, you know, I was supplementing with formula, which my husband was great. He was, you know, looking up formulas online and, you know. But people around me were like, you just got to try harder with the nursing. You just got to try a little bit harder. And for me, literally the sound of my Medela machine and other mothers can relate to this is the sound of that pumping triggered intense anxiety in me to where I like crippled. And I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, it, I don't know what it was. And my nipples are bleeding and I'm tired and I'm healing. And, you know, I love this baby so much. And but yet... Like, there's all these other factors that nobody tells you about. Yep. You know, that it's actually really hard. And...
0: And you're feeling guilty to not do it because you're being told that you're supposed to do it. Yeah. They've tried to... You know, even the doctors, they push you to, to, to they breastfeed. They do. And they the do. medical community is big on it. And then you're feeling maybe feeling pressure from other people yeah. at home. Or what? how are my friends or my family yeah. going to think about me if I'm not doing... Right? There's all these things.
1: Oh, my God. And I think that... The biggest thing I learned from it, the people who tell you to keep going and to do it are the ones that were successful at it, you know, and the ones who my mom's hilarious. She's like, oh, God, I formula fed you from the second you were born, you know, don't do it, you know. And so it really was me constantly with this back and forth tugging, you know, what's best for my baby, but also what's best for me and my mental health. But it's in a time where you aren't supposed to be thinking about yourself. It's Mm -hmm. all about this baby now. Yep. You know?
0: So that was the first thing.
1: That was one of them, That was the first
0: thing. Yes. What else? What else has happened? So what starts...
1: I'm start getting ready to go back to work. And... All of a sudden, at night, I'm waking up. And I was blessed to have a child that slept through the night at 10 weeks. I mean, 6 yes, to 6. Were. Oh, yeah. Like, he. Well, the bigger
0: babies, they always say sleep better. So I know. There you go. Oh, I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. He was going to bed at 6.30, sleeping till 6 AM. It was awesome. You know, and I was sleeping through the night. I was feeling awesome. But then I was about two weeks out from going back to work. I started waking up in the middle of the night. And with like a lump in my throat. And I'm like, oh, this is weird ignore it push it down push it down um I wake up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom like just nervous stomach just Mm -hmm. could not sleep and that two weeks leading up to work progressively I was sleeping less and less and less and less and I attribute it to oh I'm getting ready to go back to work or I'm nervous about going back to work and sending him off to daycare and it got to the point where I was not sleeping it was me up Six hours in the middle of the night, just tossing and turning with this ball in my throat and this pit in my stomach, and couldn't like function in the morning, you know. So I was getting used to taking him to daycare and starting getting used to taking him back to work. And now,
0: does your husband know that you're up fighting for this, or are you keeping a it little bit? A little yeah, bit?
1: but I'm keeping a lot of it to myself because he also works and I don't want to wake him up, right? And I finally like went back to work and I'm like okay I can do this and I was in a meeting on one of my first days back and I left the meeting I excused myself and I went outside and I called my mom and I said something's wrong and she's like well what and I'm like and at this point my mom's like Amy's back to work the baby's at daycare she's doing great like you know I outside
0: it looked great on
1: the outside I had it looking perfect you know and I had stopped pumping at that point and it was just on formula so that was off my plate and um I just said something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong, but something's wrong. I just don't feel right. And I went in. My pulse.
0: emotionally, you feel. You I f- felt. Yeah. Way, way, not, not, not yourself.
1: No, not at all.
0: Like you can't even function in these meetings. You can't no. breathe. You're full of anxiety. Full
1: blown panic attack. Yeah. In the middle of the meeting, mm-hmm. like I was praying they wouldn't ask me a question Right. because I wouldn't know how you to even, answer you can't it. Can't even talk. No. And. Pulled my boss outside. I said, listen, I'm and I'm She said, listen, I can tell you're struggling with something. I'm going to give you, this was on a Wednesday. She said, I'm going to give you Thursday, Friday off. Come back on Monday. You'll feel better. And at this time, I had called my doctor and said, hey, I'm not feeling right. Can you recommend something? And they put me on 25 milligrams of Zoloft, maybe, something like that. I can't remember the name. And mm-hmm. I said, okay. They said, it might not even affect you, but give it a shot. It should calm your nerves. By... Let's see. That was Isn't that the
0: easy thing to do? Just take some
1: Yeah. Just don't take, talk some numbing, about it. take some
0: numbing. Take some numbing medication. Yes. yes. And uh, put this band-aid on a bleeding wound. Yeah. You know, it, it, it it'll hopefully Yes. There get was better. no
1: come in, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about this. It was literally I don't even think I even talked to him. I think his nurse like was the messenger. And I came home and I was like, Okay, great. I picked the baby up early. I went to Target. I'm like, I'm this is what I needed a few days off. This is exactly what I needed and I'm gonna get it together, I'm gonna start this medicine, everything's gonna be fine. I'm like skipping through Target, buying diapers, I'm like, I feel better. And I get home with TJ and I go to take a walk because it was a beautiful day. And I get across the street with him and I freeze. I literally freeze. And I just said, okay, get to the sidewalk, get to the driveway.
0: Your body physically froze. Physically Physically froze. froze. I
1: could not function. I was in a full-blown it, – I it was like I was crippled. State of panic. State of panic.
0: For no, it just And you're just walking with your baby.
1: Walking with him on a beautiful, beautiful 60 day, and sunny. And you're feeling
0: – you think you're feeling okay. I thought I, I felt fine. I kind of feel all right. Yeah. yeah and I, then again, boom, something boom. else. Okay. I get
1: into the house. I'm like, okay, let's give him a bath. He loves baths. And I get him upstairs and I lay him on his changing table. And I broke. And I did not know how to change his diaper.
0: How many months was this? He, he was four th- months old. Okay.
1: And I literally couldn't change his diaper. I panicked. I said, I don't know how to change... I swear, I, I was like... You
0: blacked out, basically. Blacked
1: out. And I didn't know how to change his diaper.
0: And your brain truly felt like you didn't know what to do. After doing it, you yeah. probably changed a thousand diapers to yes. this point.
1: Oh, he'd pooped on the couch. I had laughed. I mean, it. I had done it all. Right. Couldn't do it. Four you,
0: months later into this pregnancy you black out and you say i can't even do in, it
1: yeah into the after his birth yeah and Ooh. i called my husband and i said you've got to come home right now something's wrong and he said okay where's the baby i said he's right here he's fine
0: and right, he says you're not you're not uh, he
1: was worried you're like, not gonna hurt, right. hurt
0: yourself or hurt the baby because right. you never know in a state you of don't. postpartum people you know
1: and postpartum psychosis you know it is where women do hurt themselves or their children and it happens you know and he just said okay where's TJ I said he's right here he said lay him on the floor lay next to him and I'm gonna be home in 10 minutes and I said okay and I laid on the floor with him and I couldn't breathe I couldn't breathe my parents happened to be around the corner going to dinner and so they popped in randomly
0: while you're know. laying on the floor, while I'm
1: laying on the floor in the nursery, and they come up the stairs to see the baby really quick before dinner, and I'm on the floor like in a full blown panic attack, and
0: and he wasn't there yet, TJ. TJ, I mean uh, uh, your husband. No, uh, he's Tim, on his way home. What's his name?
1: Tim. Tim. Yeah.
0: Tim's not there yet. Your parents walk in. Right. You're on the floor with the baby in a full blown state of panic. Full blown. And uh, what is the... what's what is What happens? <laughs> they I mean, just don't
1: know what to do. Yeah. My dad picks TJ up off the ground and said, I'll take him in the other room and play with him for a little bit. My mom is like, we need to call the doctor. And we called the doctor and they go, just go to Marymount, the, the mental institution. And I said, go to Marymount. And they said, well, we don't know what else to do. You know, we prescribed you medicine. And if you're still not feeling well... And I was just like, what?
0: Just go to the psych ward. Just go to the psych ward? Like,
1: what? So it was horrible. I forgot how to change his diaper. I wanted... And this is where it's hard, and this is where I promised myself I'd be really honest. I didn't want anything to do with him anymore. And I just was like, I've made a mistake. Like, this... I don't know what I'm doing. I what have I done, you know, and this beautiful child I've worked so hard for, you know, has me as his mom, you know, someone who can barely change a diaper right now, and I just, like, I crumbled into a puddle, and I could not stop crying. I couldn't function. I couldn't eat, and the next 10 days were, while I was in, it seemed like the longest 10 days of my life, but looking back, it was this short, short time. So I was on the floor, and basically I said, I can't be here.
0: Did, did, do you have feelings like when you say you want nothing to do with him? I mean, if you're truly being back, thinking back to that moment mm-hmm. where you're not yourself, yeah. you're in a full state of postpartum, panic attack, blackout blank, you have feelings like, I hate this child? I mean, is it that intense? Like, it wasn't
1: that. Okay. I never had any thoughts of hurting him, mm-hmm. ever. That never crossed my mind. I never wanted to hurt myself, ever. I just kind of wanted to just get on a plane and fly away and come back in, like, three years when he was older. And that's me being very raw and transparent. Sure, and sure. it's hard for me to say that, but that's...
0: You want to just be done with this I was just like, changer. yeah,
1: wow, this was... You know, and it was, it was very super, hard.
0: That's so intense. <laughs> it
1: was very intense. And yeah. I had tried for years for him and I, it's just, it's just brutal. It's the brain. It's the Your brain. brain. Yes. It just, it the hormone drop is just something no one prepares you for. And you know, you take this quiz two weeks out and they're like, are you feeling like this? Well, yeah, but I'm tired. Are you feeling like that? Yeah, but you know, I'm learning how to do this so it's like you don't know how to answer the questions and I think truthfully a lot of women don't answer them how they should because they don't <laughs> want to you know draw attention to of course, themselves
0: of course which is what you did
1: <clears throat> oh so, yeah
0: so for four months you suppressed oh yeah a lot of feelings
1: yes I, s- I would feel things and I'd push them down you know anxiety about going back to work I'd push it down push it down
0: and you weren't sharing no you weren't being fully transparent no. with anybody no because you didn't want your husband's working, you know, he's tired as it is yeah. with the newborn, your parents, yes. your, your your in-laws, your friends, yeah. you, you want to be a superhero, right? Yeah. You, be, you don't want people to think that you're flawed.
1: Yes, and on That's, social media, right? I've got to be of on course. top of it. You know, I can't let people know that I'm dying on the inside because mm. I feel so drained. You know, I, I said to my mom, I said, you know what I want to do? I said, I just want to like... Drive into a pole. Like, I don't want to die. I just want to, like, get four days in the hospital where I can, like, get some sleep. Wow. And she was like... Isn't that crazy? It's insane.
0: That that's where the brain goes.
1: It did. And that's when...
0: The brain starts telling you, mm -hmm. I want to just... I'll I'll take a terrible situation. Uh, Yeah. Give me something really bad. Yeah. As long as it gets me...
1: Out a of a few this. days away from yeah. this
0: thing, or yeah. a few weeks, or a few months, yeah. or a few years, like you said. Yeah, I can of I, I want to go away for a few years.
1: Yeah, I just I need a timeout.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: So that moment, you go ten days. You said those ten days were the most critical. Yeah. Was, was it the turnaround at that point, or yeah. when you start?
1: So I called. um <clears throat> We call our family doctor, mm-hmm. and we just said. You know listen and he's been my doctor since I was 18 years old and he was on his lunch and I was sobbing on the phone and his nurse said I'm gonna go get him and he got on the phone he said can you be here in 10 minutes and I said sure and I went in there and he just said you're okay it's okay to not be okay and this is normal and this happens and I'm disgusted that your doctor didn't catch this and I said okay and so I basically moved in with my mom and dad for about three days. Okay. And because my husband had his best friend's wedding. And I was supposed to be at it. And he's like, listen, I don't know what to do because my best friend's getting married. I'm in the wedding. Like, what am I? And so was my, it
0: here in town? Yes. Okay, well, that, that's good. Yes. So <laughs>
1: I basically moved in with my mom and, and my mom and my dad, like I was back in high school. And my mother-in-law swooped in. Like a superhero, and took the baby for about four. Take care of the baby,
0: so your parents can help you get back yes. to norm- get back to yourself. Yes. yes, and
1: so then I started on a different, you know, anti anxiety and anti depression medication. I instantly started therapy, you know, uh, you know, guided by my um, practitioner, my family doctor, and I started to realize that what I was going through wasn't so uncommon, mm. and slowly I started realizing like you know it's okay to feel these things but you got to talk about them and within about so four days I was at my parents and then I came home and Tim and I worked really closely and my sister-in-law would come over during the day and hang out with me and the baby allowing me to nap because I was slowly starting to get sleeping back um and after 10 days, I called my sister-in-law in the morning and said, I think I'm OK. Like, I'm not OK, but I, I, I don't think I need you to come over today. And they say it takes about 14 days for the medication to totally kick in. And I was at about day 10 when I started to feel slightly balanced. And I was like, oh, this is how I am supposed to feel. And I realized that the whole three months leading up to my breakdown, I didn't feel OK. And I needed to say something and I needed to talk about it, but I was too afraid I'd look like a failure or give the wrong impression or look weak to the people around me.
0: Because
1: it was this blessing I'd worked so hard for and I was kind of like melancholy about the whole thing.
0: That's incredible. When you went into your parents' house Mm -hmm. at that moment, that must have probably been... I mean, the that that first moment when you're back there, you're like, what happened to my life? Like, that has to be...
1: It was horrible. Like, the lo-
0: one of the lowest moments. Like, that's where you're like, I'm like, I just started... Like, I, I can't even take care of myself. I'm an adult. Yes. I, I'm... I'm I'm, uh, I'm inept. All, yeah. all these feelings that you probably shouldn't be feeling. Yes. But you can't help because of this nasty, vicious mental yeah. health disease, mental illness, yeah. postpartum depression. So postpartum depression. I'm sure you've become quite an expert yes. on it. Take us through, take us through exactly what, what that is.
1: So it's different for everyone, and let me first start by sure. saying I am not a doctor by okay. any means. I'm a girl who went through an experience and who's used her experience to help people within my circle and people outside of my circle who have talked to people within my circle. Um, you know, it's feelings of loss, it's feelings of anxiety, you don't want to get out of bed, you don't feel like showering. You can feel confused. You can feel detached from your baby.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I've pulled up some of oh, these yes. uh, postpartum depression symptoms. This is from mayoclinic.org. Uh, these are some of the symptoms that they say postpartum depression signs and symptoms may include. And you've already you've already listed quite a few yeah, of them. Yeah, and the
1: excessive crying. I cried probably for four days straight. I mean, I at one point was curled in a ball in my dad's lap crying. And he just said... He's looking at his thirty three year old daughter at the time going, How can I help you? What do I what do I need to do to fix this? How can I fix this? And I'm like, I don't know. That's
0: gotta be the most frustrating, yes. Helpless feeling for a father. yeah, and a mother and a yes. husband. When your wife or yes. your daughter is completely broke. Yes. And no matter what you do or say or you, yes. the, the biggest hug in the world, the kisses, the there's love, nothing. it doesn't matter. There's
1: nothing when there's the chemical imbalance and for husbands, too, you know, you know, this is a father, you feel helpless. You know, your wife is, or your partner is cut open on a table or pushing something out or trying to get milk but can't. And you're just kind of, you know, on the sidelines. You're the assistant coach. And
0: yeah, that's a good point. You know,
1: my husband was so supportive, but at the same time, he's like, I don't get it. You were fine and now you're not. Like, he didn't know how to process it. And it took him coming to therapy with me to support me to understand that, okay, like this is normal. This is just a chemical imbalance. You know, this is just hormones. Your hormones are like dropping like crazy and they're up and they're down. You're sweating, you're crying. And it's the nitty gritty that no one talks about. Yeah. Yeah. And they're starting to talk about it more on Instagram and Facebook. And however, I still see a lot of those people wrapping it up in a pretty bow and a filter and a posed photo.
0: Sure. You know, like a
1: picture of me crying on the floor with my son next to me, looking at me like, what's going on? That's a picture of postpartum in my opinion. Absolutely. And that's something I don't want to take a picture of, you know? Of course. So, um... Yeah, it's just, it was a wild ride
0: So, it, and everyone goes through different things If you postpartum, it affects, like you said, people differently Yes Some of it, it's minor, some of it can be like yours to the nth degree Yes um, So, now that you've gone, so you went through that mm-hmm. What are the ways, obviously talking about it is clearly the most important mm-hmm. What did you do to start coming back? What What else, was there anything else?
1: Yeah, so I started exercising a lot, um, which one is good for your physical health and for your mental health. So I took a um, break from work. You know, I just basically said, I'm going to take the next month off. And if I have my job when I come back, great. If I don't, you know, and there'll be they, another job to be exactly, at. Exactly. And they were very supportive and gave me time off work. They understood. Um, and I basically just, was on medication. I'm totally transparent that I was on medication to help me get over the hump. I was on a low dose medicine. Yeah,
0: and that's what it's there for. It's it, it's not, It was it, a parachute, right? You it, know, I mean, medic. What we talked about before when they just said, "Hey, just take this. Yeah, take this 25 milligrams, and you'll feel better." Yeah, the medications. That part was okay that they mm-hmm. gave you that, but they didn't give you the mental part. No, they didn't give you the, the mental. The psychology behind it, right? Part, which is the most important thing. Here's
1: why you're feeling what you're feeling. Correct. Because you start to literally think you you're crazy. I'm crazy. I remember I call, and you know, if we're being truthful, I called Marymount privately. Sure. And I said, "Listen, this is should I come there? Like, I don't under should I come there?" And they're like, "No." Like, and I had a doctor who was just I felt like oh, we'll just go there, you know, if the medicine's not working, that's the best thing you can do. And, you know, they were like, no, it's more for the postpartum psychosis patients, you know, who have horrendous thoughts and see things and, you know, um, it was just, I needed to find somewhere to go. I was so desperate to feel better and not feel what I was feeling that I was looking to do anything at that point.
0: So the exercise is obviously helpful. is what you're Very.
1: Saying. I would have anytime I have feelings of anxiety, I would strap TJ to me and just start walking. Sometimes it, it, I would right, walk that, seven miles. It doesn't miles. have to be a treadmill. No, It doesn't
0: have to be lifting weights every day. No,
1: I would walk sometimes seven miles. Wow. Just hoof it.
0: And then until after, it went and, away, and then you would feel better. I'd
1: feel better, better.
0: Fresh air, and then you would okay.
1: And then I'd get not like nervous again okay. or anxious again, and I would <clears throat> you know call a good friend of mine and I would just talk through it Yes, and just say, listen, yes. here's how I'm feeling. Okay, let's Instead talk about that. Instead of just keeping
0: it inside, yes. which you did the prior months, Yes, you talk it out for an hour with somebody yes. and it's like, oh, I feel a lot better.
1: Oh, yeah. I felt talk, a lot talk, better. Talk
0: therapy is, is
1: incredibly powerful. This is going to be a therapy session for me, I told you. This is. Yeah. This is. And I did everything I could. You know, I... I started taking melatonin to help support me with sleep, you know, and I slowly started sleeping again. That was the biggest thing was my yes. sleep went away and I, because my son was sleeping, I just wasn't sleeping.
0: When you don't sleep, oh, there's no way, I don't care how strong and mentally tough no. you are, anyone that doesn't get the right amount of sleep for their body mm-hmm. is not going to be, something. their brain is going to start screwing with them.
1: Well, and I was a 10 hour sleeper.
0: Okay, so you were like, you slept (laughs) like a log, yeah. So you went from 10 hours to like a few hours. yes. Which is crazy.
1: Yes. So, you know, and so I had the medication. I had, you know, and most of all, I had family support, you know.
0: It takes a village. It
1: does. And, you know, I had my mother-in-law who had gone through postpartum depression with her first son, and she said, well, back in the late 70s, we didn't talk about it. You just sucked it up, and you dealt with it. And she said... You need to take advantage of these resources that you have. And so that's what we did. And it took about three solid months of really, you know, talking it out in therapy, you know, being on the medication, walking, just truly. And being
0: present in the way you're feeling, right? present. Talking to my husband. Not running from it. Not running. Okay, here it is. Yeah. I'm not going to fight it. Yeah. Let, let it be. Here it yeah. is. Let you, right. You have to take the feelings, let the anxiety. I surrendered to, to it. Surrender. That's the perfect I, word. I
1: surrendered to it. And, you know, I was vulnerable in front of my husband because I had. Childbirth will make you not. will just expose your, you in a way you've never been exposed in front of your husband. Yes. yes. And, um, I, at You're like night, if I've
0: already done that. I, oh, you know, I,
1: there's, I, well, uh, I
0: mean, that was it. When you maybe. shit your pants in front of your husband, there's not
1: much <laughs> else you can do, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and at night, he would check in. He'd say, How are you feeling today? You know, did you go through anything? You know, and it was just a great way for me to be like, Yeah, I had some anxiety when I was making baby food. Well, what do you think triggered it? You know? Oh, okay. And I would talk, and those are the things we learned, you know, through the specialist, who actually, you know, the therapist who specializes in postpartum depression and anxiety. And I slowly got through it.
0: That's great. Yeah. So I, I got to tell you, 90 days is not all that long to really get through something so traumatic.
1: It hit like a freight train and it it came and it went.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So 90 days. So basically your baby's seven months old at yeah. this point. Yeah. And at that point, your baby's seven months and you're yeah. really kind of feeling like I'm back
1: yes I felt like myself again and you know I wouldn't say I was perfect you know because I'm a different version of myself too and I think part of becoming a mom at least for me was mourning like my old life too
0: sure. and
1: you know I did all that and I
0: it, yeah, this is, a new, ver- this is a, new, a new version. Yeah, this is, phase- this yes. is V2 here. New and
1: improved, yes. yes. You know, I think that I realized so many people go through it and no one talks about it. And so I kind of made a promise to myself that I would help anyone and everyone who's going through it because it's very lonely and it's very scary. And how do you explain to someone... I forgot how to change my son's diaper after doing it for four months. They're like, "You're crazy."
0: Yeah, they're like, you, well, and you hey, feel crazy. They're like, "Hey, you should call Mary Marymount."
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm telling you, like, and I, the things I thought during that time, I still sometimes have to, you know, remind myself it was a tough time mm-hmm. and. You know,
0: when you say things, you thought like suicidal feelings. I never
1: it? had suicidal feelings. Okay. I never had thoughts of hurting my um, my baby. Might have wanted to kill my husband, but never. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> Isn't that like a recurring theme? Every it, other yeah, idea? I know. We, we know how it is. Yeah, us guys know how that goes. I know. So, yeah.
1: Well, I did say to my mom, I said, you know, a girl who I work with had recently lost a baby, and um, I said, you know, maybe I should call her. And see if she'd like to raise TJ. And my mom. Oh, this is
0: what you said in the in the in when the, you hit the rock. When bottom. When I hit the right? rock
1: bottom, yeah. Wow. I was just so afraid. I was gonna fuck him up. Right. And Tim's like, well, no, I I have a say in this, you know. And I was just yeah. like, well, you know, and.
0: But it's amazing to when you think back to those way the way that you were thinking during PPD.
1: Yeah,
0: you probably still can't even believe some of can't the feelings and thoughts. Wrap that,
1: like, my brain around at it. that
0: time; it was rational. to Yes, you. and now it's so irrational the, when you're it, clear-minded and healthy
1: again. Yes, it. The thought I I always want them to sleep with my you know parents or grandparents' a little sleepover because it's bonding, and I'm like sure. oh I can't wait for a night, and then they're gone, and I miss that. It's
0: that double-edged sword feeling. Yeah, yeah and like yeah. the
1: thought that I. Th- Put, like, put myself in a position or said things that I was, like, I could imagine my life without them. I just, you beat yourself up over yeah. it, and that's the postpartum of the postpartum, right. you know, because now you deal with, here's, you know, you have to accept the feelings that you have and know that that wasn't you. That was your body going through a huge chemical change, and Some people handle it differently, right? You know the
0: collateral damage from the postpartum. Yes. Now you're now you're, you know you're fighting with yourself about I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I thought this. I can't. Yes. And that you that that's probably something that you deal with when you're coaching or you're you know I know you've started this network of with of women.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's probably a common theme that you have to deal with. I would imagine. Yeah. With the women you're working with, so talk a, a little bit about this network that you're doing.
1: So. It's very slow and steady. You know, it started really with just a friend of mine who had a baby, and she called me crying, and she said, I can't get out of bed. Something's wrong. And is this how you felt? And I said, yeah. And I said, I'll be over in an hour. And so I went over there, and I just said, tell me everything. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, tell me everything. She's like, I don't feel connected. I don't want to get out of bed. I can't stop crying. I have zero energy. The th- when my baby cries, it gives me anxiety and I'm like, guess what? This is normal. And guess what? You're going to get through it. And here's what we're going to do. And I got And her- that's huge. Yes. knowing
0: that just somebody that's been there done that. Yes. That already lessens the blow yes. that she's going to receive from this PPD.
1: Absolutely. I said you've got two choices. You can get on a medication. I said it is up to you. It helped me. Again, everybody's different. It got me off the floor is what I always say. I'm the one who started walking, but I got up off the floor with it. And so she chose to go a natural route, which worked for her. And she took a group of supplements. And then it turned into her cousin had a baby. And her cousin was going through postpartum and called me. And then her friend had a baby and it just turned into like a group of like 25 women that wow. I at one point was talking to and just saying like listen i've been there what day a number of the, you know of medication are you on okay so you're almost there you're going to feel a little bit better tomorrow you know okay what supplements are you on okay go for a walk right now let's talk while you're on your walk walk as fast as you can you know work walk that anxiety off you know just being there for women And letting them know, like, get off social media for a minute. (laughs) Like, the woman who's on her sixth child who, you know, looks gorgeous, who's, you know, producing 60 ounces of breast milk an hour. (laughs) Don't follow her, you know? Like, just, it's your story. Mm. It's your experience. It's your baby. And don't let anyone else or any influences take away from that or add to that you know it's just my story is i had horrible postpartum depression and anxiety and because of my story i can help even one person or even one husband i've had a husband call me sure you know um a really good girlfriend of mine her sister had you know really premature twins and you know was great and then they came home and shit hit the fan
0: well i I, honestly i Men can get postpartum too
1: mm-hmm. during
0: during a a, a pregnancy, a post pregnancy. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had some form of okay. it after my third one.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: yeah I was very uh, anxious. Didn't want to see people. Yeah. Became very antisocial. Um, felt like really shitty, really yeah. really off for yeah. at least I would say a good four weeks. Wow. And uh, and I started looking into it, and I was reading that. I don't know, like a 10% of men could get some, mm-hmm. some form of postpartum depression. Yeah. So it, it, it it's not just, it's not gender. It's not gender no. exclusive. No. You know. It's
1: not. I was reading a statistic, I think last week, the newest research shows that 50 to 75% of women go through this. Some form sure. of depression, anxiety, or baby blues, as my mom yeah. Says they used to call it, and I
0: think they still do on the. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because your hormones are dropping, mm-hmm. and.
0: But the brain, you know, even the for the and men, the even for the men, yeah, this, you know,
1: you're we're sleeping not going less. through it. We're
0: sleeping less. We feel the anxiety from our wives
1: mm-hmm.
0: and everything else that goes into it, especially and the when pressure, the pressures of more and more kids. You know, I didn't really feel it necessarily the first or second time, yeah, but after the third baby. And everything else at that point in our lives, yeah. coupled with everything. And, you know, it it did. It, it really fucked with me for a, a good four or yeah. five weeks. And it's it crazy. And it didn't feel good. No. It's a terrible feeling.
1: And also, my husband, he said what he struggled with was he had this, like, in, intense feeling of to protect this baby. Like, when we would go play. Like, he just, like... He just said he didn't... He would just be very guarded, like mm-hmm. where we were going, what we were doing, you know. And so he had... I wouldn't say like depression, but I think he had a little bit of anxiety, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's normal. It's basically what you're saying. It's, it's okay. It's normal. It's normal. Yes. It's okay.
1: Everything's okay. <laughs>
0: it's okay. And that's why we're talking about it. Yes. So... The the network are you doing now? Is it? Are you turning this into some kind of coaching? Or I'm like, working
1: what's... on it. Okay. So it is a work in progress. You know, currently it's something I'm just doing personally, kind of out of my house. You know, I'm not necessarily having people over. It's mostly over the phone. Sure. Um, there still is a lot of shame around it. So a lot of people I find even when they do call me are like, "Well, I just wanted to touch base really quick." You know, right, well, I want. Right. I still, and I'm like, "Give me the dirt." You're like, like it's, "You're
0: like, wait a second. Yeah. Stop right there. Yeah. That was your first problem. Yes. Because-
1: That was my problem.
0: I, stop right there. Because <laughs> we, yeah. if we're going to talk about this, we're yes. not going to sugarcoat anything. Right. Right?
1: Hello, I wanted to crash my car into a pole so I could take a nap at the hospital. Correct. I mean, and that's maybe- being...
0: It doesn't get any more screwy than that. And no. That's, and that's the, 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 the reality of PPD. Yeah. It makes you a screwy- You're screwed yes. up for a period of time. You
1: feel- like, you're never going to feel normal again,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And Life is over. Yeah. That's the feeling, right? Yeah. And I'm very fortunate I didn't have any suicidal thoughts or harm towards my son. Right. Um, but, but I definitely want so A lot of wanted, people do, though. Tons of people do. And again,
0: that's okay. Yes. Don't act on it, but that's right? okay if you have those thoughts.
1: Yeah. And you know what I think is reaching out... If I would have reached out for help when I first felt it, I think that I could have caught it. Sure. And I just kept pushing it down and pushing it down. Well, the, and the fact that down.
0: you're just talking to people on the phone, that's all you need, right? Yeah. Someone just needs someone to talk to that's gone, especially that you've gone through it to such an extreme that you have. They don't need to be seeing you in person. They yeah. just need somebody to talk to.
1: It's someone to just say, like, I've been there and you're going to get through it and I'm going to call you every single day. At the same time, we're
0: gonna put together a game plan. And we're gonna
1: talk. I've gone to doctor appointments with people Mm -hmm. because they are afraid to tell their doctor what they're feeling. Sure. It's like there's shame around it. It's the guilt,
0: it's the shame, it's the embarrassment. Yeah.
1: And I get it because I did it. Yeah. And now that I'm out of it, I'm like, tell her what you told me in the car. Yeah. Or tell him, you know? And then they do, and the doctor's like, oh gosh, like, we need to fix, we need to help you with this, you know? And
0: when you went through it the second time. Yeah. I'd imagine you were on top of it.
1: Oh, yeah. Because you,
0: you can't help going through it. No. If it's going to creep into your mind and your yes. psyche, you can't stop that. No. But you can thwart yeah. the the effects of it.
1: Absolutely. So with my second child, I was very open and honest with the doctors and the nurses in the hospital. I said, I previously had postpartum depression and anxiety. I want you to look for things. But I felt good in the hospital. I felt really, you know, pretty good. It was a different experience birthwise. It was night and day. My mom was able to be there. My mother in law. It was you awesome. Must
0: have, you must have loved that. Oh, it was great. <laughs> like, my right, mother wore go. heels,
1: but <laughs> Second time's a charm here. <laughs> yes. So, um but when I was getting ready to go home, it started. That lump in my throat. That
0: And you're like, hit okay, my, here it is again. I was right? like, you know what?
1: Here it is. I got on the phone with my doctor on the car ride home. I explained what I was feeling instantly. We put a plan together. Okay, we're going to see you in four days. We're going to start you on the same medication you were on. We'd like you. Obviously, I can't work out. I've had a second cesarean section. They said, but we want you to talk and keep an open dialogue with your family. I was able to, you know, I had some low moments, and I cried, and I had some baby blues. But within about seven days after my son was born, he actually was in the NICU for a little bit. Um, But I was leveling out.
0: After just a week.
1: After just a week. Wow. Because yeah. I caught it. You know. And you
0: knew. I knew you it knew was coming. I
1: knew it was coming. And you weren't
0: going to hide it and suppress it. And oh push hell no. It down.
1: I wasn't going. to are it saying here we go
0: up. guys, here it is.
1: I was like here it is, here it is. call <laughs> it, <laughs> it in.
0: <laughs> Your parents <laughs> like, hey, you got her bed ready. <laughs> She's coming back <laughs> home again for a few days. Oh, no.
1: I you know. Tim,
0: <laughs> you might have another wedding. Tim, you're going by yourself.
1: I know. Oh, it geez. was yeah, and I got on it and. I was able, and the greatest thing ever is, like, you don't have to feel, I think so many people feel that once I start something, I'm on it forever. I was able to get on the medication, get off the medication with both children. I'm off of it. You know, I'm fine. You know, not, I wouldn't say I'm fine. I wouldn't say I'm normal. But I'm, you know, someone who takes talking about feelings very seriously and, you know, validating and. You know, just working through it, and you know, I have my days. Sure, of The course. pandemic didn't help anybody. No, of so. course, of course.
0: And you have a fifteen-month-old at home. Yes. And a four-year-old. I mean, you're in the thick of it.
1: Oh yes. Your four-year-old is going to
0: start. Your start. It starts getting easy now at yes. four, as you see. But you have a fifteen-month-old still, so that's yeah. It, it, it's tricky. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you might not feel like the the. the <laughs> I'm definitely most, not Amy the,
1: at 25, right, but exactly. I feel good at Amy at 36. Yeah. yeah, I guess
0: when I started off the conversation that we keep feeling better as we get older. Yeah, I, I should have waited another <laughs> couple of years. You need to get through the first three or four years yes. with the babies.
1: And I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a single thing. Even my as hard as my postpartum experience was and as traumatic as it seemed when I was in it, I wouldn't change it because I've, you know... Not for any self gratifying reasons, but to know that I've gotten someone through a puddle on the floor just by saying I've been there is enough for oh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know,
0: that's beautiful. That's so powerful.
1: It's, it's just, you need people there to say it's, you're going to be okay. Cause I think you just don't think you're ever going to come back.
0: Mm-hmm. And that extra level of anxiety really, it's just, it like plays on the mm-hmm. postpartum and then you're, Out of control. It's like out of control because you just feel like there's no hope. No. When people feel hopelessness and they hit hit that dead end, that's where things feel where you feel like you can't go on. Yeah. And that's the way you were feeling. Oh yeah. Well, I gotta say, listen, this is incredible that you come on to share such a raw, emotional, uh, intimate part of your life, and uh, I think we're gonna touch a lot of people. I really do. I really do. I know you said you're just starting to. Maybe mm-hmm. you're going to turn this into a business or a coaching, yeah. and I think it's you should. I mean, you should absolutely because you've got the personality for it, and you were it's you went through it for a reason to the level that you did, yeah. and it's going to be to impact and, and help and save maybe hundreds or thousands of people and families over the course of time. Oh, Cause that that's could very be, sweet. That could be what you what, the impact that you end up having.
1: It's I would it's ultimately where I'd like to go. Yeah, you know, it's where I feel most comfortable. And, you know, helping people and helping them feel safe, you know.
0: Is there a website or email, anything yet that if anyone wants to reach out to you? Yes, absolutely.
1: So um, my email is amy scarl the number eight, and it's at Gmail. And Amy,
0: S-C-A-R-L. That's
1: correct, Yeah. Number eight
0: at gmail.com. Yes, okay. and
1: people have been reaching out to me through my email. I'm also, um, if they reach out to you through email, I give them my cell phone number, and I'm at their beck and call. Perfect. And um, it's kind of like. And we'll link
0: up your email address in, the, in the show notes. Perfect. So people at least Yes. Add. Okay.
1: So it's grassroots right now. It's just starting. So, you know, I'm getting a footing on it, and hopefully I can come on and a year or two and tell you you about my network (laughs) you got this big network of women and the thing
0: is it doesn't have to be people local this could be women all over the country right i mean you're willing to talk
1: to people wherever they are oh yeah i my friend's cousin was in california okay oh yeah there's no time zone when you have ppd
0: okay yeah like i said i think it's beautiful um Thank you so much for coming out to share thank this. Thank you
1: for having me. This was healing for me as well, and I appreciate your time today. And I today. believe
0: we're going to touch a lot of people, so thanks well, thank again. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. Yes. Thanks, Amy.